This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie M with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty, Jason. How's it going? So good to see you. We all have you. a guest here today we with us. Do. I'm excited to hear from. Although I hate the topic we're going to be talking about, can you imagine Such an this? Important topic. Can you imagine this, Jason Huber? Can you imagine Mindy, your wonderful wife, your amazing lady, out showing property for the in that last three months? Gets the deal. You know, they're they're um, you're getting to the closing table, and the people are excited. They've got 20 years of in you know of, of equity built up in this home, and they're going to take that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars, and they're going to depending on where they're at some areas bigger than that of course and they're going to apply that to a home and you've warned them about this thing called wire fraud but they just kind of half-heartedly listened and you had them even sign a document an initial document on that topic but they kind of just said well it's you know whatever because you know they're they're you've surrounded yourself with people that are trustworthy and so they've learned to trust those people that you've got in your circle as a professional and they get an email that it looks like your you've been copied on it it looks like midtown's been copied on it it looks like carrie ann's even been copied on it but they don't look close at the email address because a lot of times correct me if i'm not right here a lot of times they'll take jason at the hoover team at AOL, something like that. It'll have the full context of that email into one forwarded to, to AOL. Can you imagine, though, this whole scenario that you've gone through only to find out that when Midtown does call to get the wire transfer completed, the lady on the other end says, well, we already sent the money. Oh, my. I mean, we've had, a, we've had a couple of agents have get that response. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking on so many levels that I just, I mean, uh, we're going to get into this here with Mr. Uh, Chris Corbo from uh, Midtown. Chris, we're glad to have you with us, and we're going to get into this, but we're going to talk about talk about our uh, sponsor first, but uh, let's do that. Okay? Yes, I mean, I, I'm sorry for getting down in, into that pit, but I started visualizing how painful that is right. and how awful it is, and I, I actually saw myself shooting that person. You know, I would shoot that person who did that, okay? I mean, honestly would. Or hang them, or hang them and then shoot them. Oh I'm not sure. We're going to go straight to our sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Here Probably we go. another show. That's a different show. Hey, and it's Music City Removal. They are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding of your junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. Do they pick up dead bodies? Hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. Going that <laughs> He's path, going down there. The music, the music City removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind in previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused remo- uh, junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because cluttering cute. Nor is wire fraud, and we're going to oh talk all about yeah, that we're today. we're going to talk all about it. Now, listen up, guys. 
our, our real estate peers, this is really, really, really important, okay? I know you've heard it before. I know you don't think it's important that, or, or you're just tired of it or it's not going to be a problem to you. Oh, it our, is. Our company in the, mm-hmm. last, in the last month and a half or so has had two cases that uh, the people lost money. Now, one of them supposedly got the money back. We haven't heard yet on the second one. But it can happen to anybody. I mean, we've been doing this a long time. We've had some close calls, but uh, we hadn't had anybody actually lose money. And it's a heartbreaking thing when you think that all this time, all this energy, maybe the time of building a house or whatever, and all of a sudden that money is gone. And and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it usually gone, gone? There's no, I mean, see, I think part of the challenge here, I'm sorry for, for going on here, but I think part of the challenge, and this is what I want to make sure that the agents are aware of, is part of the challenge is we think that if somebody steals my credit card, there's a limit. I'm not too concerned about, what is it, 50 bucks, 250 bucks, or something like that. There's a limit of how, how bad I can be scammed with a credit card, or if somebody taps into my bank account. But this kind of scenario, if there's $250,000 equity being transferred to the wrong people, isn't that money gone? Chris? For the most part, it is gone. Monty, first of all, Carrie Ann, thank you for yes. having me on the show Sorry. today. Monty got really excited. <laughs> he and yeah. he really just excited. assumes everybody in the world knows you. Uh, yeah. So well, welcome, everybody Chris. Everybody yeah, Owner Midtown Title right yes. here. Yes. yes, one of the top title companies in town. Absolutely. And so we're very grateful to have you with us today. Sorry and you're a pro at educating many people because you've seen it firsthand, you know, on the wire fraud. So, you know, talk more about it. it you know, it does. It could happen to all of us. It is can. This, it's very a situation. Easy. And you may be sitting out there. It's not going to happen to you. That's the person that are looking for. It's yes. the person that would it would not happen to. It will happen, you know. Um, and so talk more about that. So I always say that why do people rob banks, right? They go to the rob banks because that's where the money's at. Yes. Okay. So why do people target people who are buying houses? Because they're getting ready to spend money. Right. And lots. Lots, lots mm-hmm. and lots and lots of money. They're very stressed. They're very busy. Uh, you know, they're going through. Our whole process is almost digital anymore, right? Carrie Ann, you guys have a great digital process mm-hmm. where people go through this to make it seamless and easy for folks because everybody's life is busy. Right. The downfall to part of that is that, you know, people just assume that everything that they get is just, is, is the word. It's valid. It's yeah. valid. Mm-hmm. And they don't True. do any checking. They just act on it and they just go mm-hmm. because they're like, oh my gosh, it's the house. I got to go. I got to right. go. And they asked me to do it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. And, you know, these are very high-tech criminal organizations. Right. This is not some guy who's got a iPod or iPad who's sitting in his mom's basement mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to hack into your system. These right. are worldwide criminal organizations that sit and lie and wait for- And watch. And watch mm-hmm. weeks, months, years. Mm-hmm. And all they want is one person just to slip that one time that's and it in. and then they swoop in and get them mm-hmm. so uh so it's really important to understand bonnie and, and carrie ann and jason what you know how does it kind of happen what goes on what what is this and so there's a difference between people's systems getting hacked and getting getting broken into as opposed to somebody getting a spoofed email or a fake email or a fraudulent email and okay. so a lot of people what they get is They'll use, they don't use secure emails if they're contract, con, uh, doing their business. They may have a Gmail account. Everybody does. Everybody has Gmail, right. Outlook, Hotmail. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have my work account and then I have my personal account that I send stuff to. Mm-hmm. 
And so th- people work through these email accounts because they don't want to send their private stuff through their work. The problem is, is that when you're working with unsecure emails, because you get a free account, so free, I love free, it's in my budget. Mm-hmm. But the problem with free is that you don't get any of the security features that right. that your that your work or your business emails may have. And typically these accounts are actually mined by the providers to sell that data to third party vendors so they can direct market, market you stuff. They want to sell wow. you stuff. Google, wow. get a Gmail. They want to try to sell you stuff, right? Right. Um, so, you know, these you're better off standing on the street corner hollering. What's in your? I'll never forget Nothing's you ever saying for that. free, right? That's yes. what we all have to remember. I'll never forget you saying that at a class that you uh, had gave to us uh, at Carrie Ann's place a few years ago. That I remember that visual that you might as well be standing on the side of the uh, busy corner and just shouting it out to everybody your business information because it's that easy of, easily available. Mm-hmm. And Steph Risa, you just don't get the security features that you, I, Carrie Ann, or Jason all have that that our industry standards mm-hmm. in our business that we have to have in order to protect people's privacy and information mm-hmm. that goes on. But again, you'd think Gmail would be safe, be secure. Mm-hmm. Of course. But if it's free, yeah. I mean, you're not getting any of the upgrades that that are that you would have in a typical email setting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Gmail does offer a paid service. Right. You, know, have, G, that you have that. You have that G Suite's what mm-hmm. it is. And then you can start getting some of that extra stuff. You know, we we laugh all the time about the IRS because the IRS still, they communicate through faxing. Mm-hmm. And people go, who has a fax machine? You know, right, mm-hmm. there, there's a thing called electronic faxes now, by the right, way. Right. Uh, <laughs> nobody really has our machine going on. So, uh, yeah, I had one of those one time. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but the reason that the IRS uses fax machines is because it's a direct point-to-point contact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they'll mail you something or they will fax you something. They will not e- allow emails. And so, because it's a secure connection. Mm-hmm. I had my IT people tell me one day that you, if you ever want to avoid wire fraud situations and you never need to communicate via email, which is impossible, right? Right. Right. I mean, it's just not going to happen in our industry. People are busy. And uh, so what we have to do as a unit, as a team here, is continually try to educate one another about how to better protect our customers and our clients who may not be as educated as we are about it. And we have to forget, we we sometimes forget that it takes a village to close a transaction. So all of those people could affect the buyer of some some way so these people that are hacking in could come through insurance agent get to buyer right title get yes. to buyer agent get to buyer lender get to buyer um, anybody and everybody can get to that buyer's email address and then follow through follow to see exactly what's happening to a point where they send a wire request um, and put your name on it you know, title company's name on it, lender's name on it. The situation that just happened um, over the last 30 days, I wasn't associated with that, but it was with a very well-known mortgage company and one of the top loan officers in town. So I know for a fact they put strategies in place. I used to work at that location, right? So I know that they have that. So, But how did they get hacked? It could come from anybody and anything is what what the situation is happening with. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that people don't even realize that that don't work in our industry that that could be a problem you know when you have free emails one of the things i tell people to do is avoid what free wi-fi's how many people do you see in in starbucks or panera uh, that are just sitting yeah. in there working all day um, if they're somewhere out and about they hop on somebody's wi-fi how do you how do you know whose wi-fi you're even on it could say carrie ann's the greatest loan officer wi-fi.com but how do you know that's actually carrie ann's wi-fi right that's true you, you know so people are just freely clicking on these free wi-fis mm. and as soon as you do that you're it, it's like opening the book mm. and so if, even with a secure email address click using a 
using a a public Wi-Fi that's opening it's problem, up your... It's problematic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, it depends on some of the stuff, the features, security features you have on your email, okay? I mean, there are things that we're going to, that we can talk about, some extra security measures that people can do to protect themselves. But yes, anytime you're getting something for free, there's that word again, right? right. Free. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be concerned that there's problems that are going to, that are going to follow from that if you're getting the free stuff. If I'm, if I'm out and about and working somewhere or I'm traveling, I either just use my cell phone hotspot. Um, I won't even get on hotel Wi-Fi's anymore. Uh -huh. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will not get on hotel Wi-Fi's. I will not get on other people's Wi-Fi's just because of what I have learned over the years of wow. just. That's really good to know. No. You know, I just try to eliminate risk where I can. Period. Well, because you personally have. I mean, we all do, you know, have a lot of their information, you know, because of me holding onto their social security number and everything, you know, we have transferred links and I'm surprised how many clients just email over stuff just freely, freely with, with no concern at all, pay stubs, W2s and things like that. So, you know, taking a moment to continue to educate is, is so important. Um, people want to be us. I just, I I saw an email over from my owner the president of the company, his initials are CMG, right? So like, this is the owner. He and I are friends. I would have no issue responding to him quickly. And I was about to respond to him. And I just happened to glance at the email address and it was so-and-so-and-so-and-so at Gmail. So the name was his, but mm -hmm. it wasn't his email address. But I was almost uh, caught, yes. you know, in the mix of it. Yeah. Now, I do think our corporate office does that to catch how many people mess up to keep us on our toes all the time. So we do, cause I do think a lot of people, um, without being trained, you know, practice builds confidence. So you have to continue to, you know, see that stuff coming at you to know that it's fake, you know, and or know that things can happen. But like you were sharing, sharing that a phishing email could be a little bit different than a hacking situation. That's correct. A phishing email is just where a fraud, per, a fraudster is just basically reaching out to gauge your interest to see if you nibble on that. Okay. Just to buy, you know, a, a, a hacked email or, or if we have an intrusion, that's the word really right. I think our people use as intrusion is if, somebody got inside our network itself mm -hmm. we've somehow some way we've provided credentials to somebody because we've we're, we're a victim of that mm -hmm. and they're actually impersonating us inside our system sending information in and out of our out mm -hmm. of our servers our IT company can actually track that they're able to see IP addresses which are like phone numbers right so right. they're able to track and see if there's been any intrusions any any remote logins that uh, that that aren't flagged like we have these alerts that pop up if these things if these things try to happen mm -hmm. that notify that we've had an intrusion on our system. We actually have to have intrusion tests done on our network about uh, at least once a year. We do them a couple times a year. They're very expensive. Very, very mm -hmm. expensive. And I assume what we do as well because our IT is, you know, so secure. Yes. And that's that's important for to a point where, you know, you're supposed to lock this and you're supposed to do that and just from a you know, just a, in, within your own office. So everything is needing to be secure. But we forget that what about that client's account at so-and-so other company got hacked, right? Meaning yes. it's not about us all the time. The client can get hacked somehow, some way through different strategies. Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if, like I said, they, they could be a victim themselves and not even know it. Right. They could have clicked on, on some link that they thought was, was an, was it was an accurate email or something that we were, they were supposed to open. And, and all of a sudden it's put ransomware or malware or something on their system. And, and, uh, you know, there's a thing called like a keystroke bot out there. If I've learned all this stuff that where they can put the 
this malware on there and they basically just watch as you sit there and type on your computer mm. word for word everything you're typing it, it's just meant they can see it on their screen and that, so that's how they know and a lot of people don't know you know you hear these stories on these commercial sell stuff where people are selling your stuff on the dark web I mean that stuff exists mm-hmm. 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 I mean, you can go to the dark web and, mm-hmm. and, and there's I don't know how to get to it but you can see you know when people have compromised emails or vulnerabilities in their systems and websites mm-hmm. and stuff and and determine that there are that the people that do have that, that have a trouble well I mean also the dollar figure may determine which one they want to go after maybe they view all parties but you know hook the person that has to wire the, the most money a little bit more because they're going to make the most sure. and why not try um, and if that individual bites but I think the last transaction you guys were speaking about was a $300,000 you know wire mm-hmm. right that that went out well the one last week was 52000 that they lost mm. one prior to that with another company that we know it was 300000 the one before that was 101000 yeah I mean those are large numbers yes. you know and so <laughs> So strategies, it all starts at the beginning. Scripting at the beginning, I think, is so important from real estate agent to lender to title company. We're all speaking the same language, so everybody's aware. We went as far as communicating it on the upfront. We send a document out to them about beware, beware. You know, you don't want to scare them, but you want to make sure that they are truly aware. Like, do not, I'm just going to do this. No, don't do that. Don't do anything until proper guidance is given, you know. Here's um, a stat for you right here. The average ransomware, which is where if somebody's on your computer and they lock you out and they say, we're not going to give you access until you pay us, mm-hmm. nets $722, okay? The average bank robbery nationwide average is $3,816 take. The wow. average closing scam averages a hundred and thirty thousand dollar number. Wow! So, do you want to know why people are so heck bent on targeting this industry and going after that? Mm-hmm. Because they can make a lot of money in a really short amount of time, and they're and they're working with people who just. If you go rob a bank, how many times does a bank have security in place, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. it's a little harder to rob a bank right. than right. than normal. Right. Um, malware, you know, it's only it's, it's what it is, but people can click on something. But, you know, in our business, there's just a lot of people involved. It's like a wagon wheel, right? There's all these right. spokes on the right. wheel, and, right. and everybody's working. And all they want to do is just find somebody who's, like I said, just slip. Mm-hmm. But at an average take of $130,000. Yeah, I think, I think one thing is really everybody listening has got to remember this is that unless you have special insurance you're not covered probably i mean our homeowners insurance we found out does we have an umbrella policy so we've got i think a fifty thousand dollars coverage something like that uh, but unless you get a policy covering this um, this kind of a thing you, you your you know insurance isn't going to cover it i know that we've checked into that so you agents out there please take this to heed this is a really really serious thing again i think we've gotten lulled into thinking that because any most fraud has got some sort of limitation to it this fraud doesn't and i just can't imagine the 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 compounded agony on so many levels of looking somebody in the eye and saying you know that's real you actually lost that money i mean recently a lady in our office doris you know she kept telling her client the money's gone and the client just didn't understand it didn't get it didn't believe her and she had to keep telling her, I'm sorry, the money's gone. 
so when people go, they're like, okay, just like your credit card. If you had a, if had fraudulent a, a charge on your credit card, we were talking in between the break mm-hmm. about people with who have credit card situations, and you just call your credit card company, and you're like, hey, right. these are fraudulent charges, and the credit right. card company goes, okay, we'll fraud, and we'll move right. it off and go from there, right. because you didn't do it. Right. right. Neither right. one of you did that. Somebody else did that and you didn't make those charges. Right. Well, guess mm, what happens you're right. when a person wires money to a fraudster and they go to their bank and say, hey, this was a fraudulent transfer. They're like, right. you did it. Guess who signed that authorization wire transfer form authorizing their bank to send that money right. to that person. They weren't there at gunpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. They It wasn't done by somebody. You have to go to the bank to wire money. You can't right. just text in your banker and say, hey, banker, wire me $150,000 over right. to Midtown Title. Right. So the bank looks at them and goes, what do you want me to, you know, they'll look at them and right. go, you did it. Yeah. We did what you asked us you to do. So there's no fraud on our, from our perspective. Mm-hmm. You did everything freely on your own. Right. That's so hard. One thing I was shocked about when you first started talking about this, Chris, was a lot of times that money then is sent to a large bank like a, like a SunTrust or a Chase, not to pick on either one of those. But I thought, as naive as I was on the topic... Well, those banks will step up and say, "Okay, well, we own, some, we have some ownership in this tr- in situation, so we'll cover it or we'll do something here." But they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't care. It's not again, it's not their problem. That's right. And so, I don't think everybody realizes that it takes time to get money out of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, the goal is is to money to disappear. They want these fraudsters want the money to disappear, and they want to get it out of the country to go where wherever it is. There's obviously hotspot countries that are more prevalent than this than than some of the others, but they need the money to get out of the country, and it takes about a week. So the first thing that they have people do is wire it to one of the one of the banks, usually one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Not so it makes on. sense. So it doesn't look weird. Doesn't right? look weird. Right. Um, they're very prominent banks, and the first thing that they do when these people get a chance is they take it out of that account because they want to swipe the account and get the money gone. Put it in ten accounts, mm-hmm. twenty accounts, and oh. then they split that up and put it in twenty, fifteen, twenty more. And the chances of tracing this money down, mm, yeah, uh, mm. after that happens is virtually impossible until they can get it out of the country. It may take them a hundred accounts to get it out of the country, but they will get it out Mm. and it'll be untraceable and they'll never find it. Mm. That's so scary. 132,000 average. And here's the other part that I hope our, our listeners remember is that if you're not stressing, if you're not stressing with your client, the importance of this topic and having them sign documents that you, they've acknowledged you've talked about this and initialed off on it and so forth, you are standing in the line of fire as a professional. Is that, that's my understanding. I understand a couple of agents here locally had to file bankruptcy because of that. Yes. They lost. But yes, because their systems were not adequate and right. they did not have the protective measures in place. Your industry, Monty, carry in your industry, in my industry, Jason, yours too, right. um, has, you know, we've gotten really aggressive trying to be proactive to try to protect clients. It's helping, but it's not fixing the problem, mm-hmm. you know? And so we have all these forms and documents that got to get signed. And I'm, I'm not with the clients on the front end. I don't know how deep people dig into these documents and explain this, but mm-hmm. you know, people are all nervous. They're excited. And a lot of times they just don't hear the message. Well, there's so much coming at them at one time. That's why I've been sharing with our, our team is look, you can't just, you know, rest your hat, hang your hat on the fact that you had a document signed. That's nice. We well, had a bunch of documents signed. They don't remember any of those things. By the time it was all done, it was a, become a blur. You can jump up and down and scream and holler and, and before they sign that one, but it's still a blur as far as they're concerned because they don't do this every day. We've got to be as proactive as we can. And so, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is actually create a protocol with your help 
because I totally trust you in uh, in this process because I know your your buffering of this potential is even greater than ours because you're dealing with the money, which I got to tell you that I don't know how you deal, live in that kind of pressure because I'm assuming, unfortunately for you, that if if there is a loss that they look to to the title company, sure. they look to the title attorney, right? That's right, yes. And we're the we're the front line right. of the people who ask for money. Right. And you're the most organized of the whole process that you guys and the and the mortgage company, of course. It's the loose the loose uh, sometimes this comes from the real estate industry, I'm afraid. Well, you can go to our any one of our websites and freely see our logos. You can see our names, you can see yeah. our addresses, you can see usually our email addresses, our phone numbers, and you know how easy it is just to cut and paste and right. And, right. And, and and create right. what looks like an authentic email from either one of us. Right. And uh, and just be able to right. send that. So I think the the anxiety when I mean they could see the the finish line so close, right? Mm-hmm. The client mm-hmm. can, and they start to get this. And not everybody, but they start some some people, and just maybe it's age related too. But there's some people hey, that hey, get careful. you know, um, and it could be the younger, meaning they've never done it before, so they have sure. that anxiety too. Meaning it's just they, maybe it's something new or that's just how they are. But they want to move their money. They want to do it now. They want to do it now. And the lender is not yet prepared because the CD's not yet finalized right. and or, you know, we're working back and forth to get exact figures, you know, but they want to send the money, want to send the money when, and they see an email that says send the money. So, you know, they just sometimes, you know, want to jump uh, to get it all squared away. So it is hard to slow people down. You know, we have to pause and follow certain protocols um, for all of us. Here's something so safe. easy that happens in our business all the time. We have to produce proof of earnest money checks or payments, right? If people email those unsecure and they're sending a copy of a checkout that's got the account number, routing number, and everything else, that's the answers to the test again. Mm. So, I mean, people just freely email or, or email these copies around, and if they're, if they're emailing from somebody's email who's been compromised, they already got the person's name, they've already got their routing number, they already got their account number to their phone checking phone account, sometimes. phone number, everything that they need. So, you know, one of the things we instruct people to do is, is if you're going to email stuff, you need to redact that information. Get them Sharpie. Mm-hmm. But you can't, because the lender's going to say, now I can't use it. So, so You're kidding. I can't, sh- I can't cross anything out. It's not allowed. So they do that. And then I say, so sorry, you have to send it without so that what's information. what's the answer? They have to use a secure transfer. But I mean, example, mm. earnest money. People throw it around all the time. Mm. I need an earnest money check without it, any scratch outs. Mm. That's what's required for me to be able to I guess that would make them. sense from your standpoint. Yeah. So, I mean, the problem is, we're, yes, what you're saying totally makes sense. But from a lender standpoint, I can't do that. So you're back and forth, back and forth, you know, with the pull and tug. Now it's a old play for Midtown Title here. We have a we have a uh, system called Earnest, which is a digital earnest money payment processing, which is done over an ACH, and all people it's an instantaneous payment, and all they have to do is uh, they go into the secure portal, and they're able to code the information in, and the funds are immediately transferred. No checks. Who carries checks nowadays? By the way, um, not very many people, and everybody involved gets notification, and there's no transferring of copies of checks or anything like that. Mm. So uh, you know we 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 continue to try to provide stuff to our folks that makes it convenient but also safe for them so to, you would have verification of the money that she's looking for though yeah because she would be on the email we'd she would she yeah would. but we'd have to go a step further and get the bank statement sure. from the other to show proof it came out of you know that account and, and yeah. it's just 
taking a moment and making sure that you use all of the tools that so many of us Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. to make it safer for the buyer, right? Mm -hmm. And us as real estate agents and everybody out there listening to continue to educate. Don't assume they know. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. And um, just like people are going to still co-sign for loans, they're still going to buy the boat when they weren't supposed to, you know, they're just going to continue to do those things. All we can continue to do is put processes in place, continue the scripting, educate, 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 you know, on a regular basis. And stories sell. Continue to share the story. The three stories that you just shared. Let me, let's pause here. This is a really important part of the process. Let's talk about wire fraud. Let me share with you three recent stories. We don't want that to happen to you, right? And just, Mm -hmm. that would just step you up, I think, and elevate you as a real estate agent. And I agree a thousand percent. Um, And they'll remember, it's going to be hard for them to deny that they um, heard those stories and that you didn't weren't emphatic about it. And again, I hate to say this, but a lot of this is you know CYA kind of stuff because um, you know we have to do that. Otherwise, we're standing in the line of fire. All of us here have to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as we are making first of all the security of that client number one priority. Uh, is is what's what's really critical critical but you know they can love the process all the way to the end and if it's frustrating at the end or they're not happy or this happens to them they just won't ever think that the home buying process is something enjoyable right and or they're going to blame you mm-hmm. they're going to blame me even though it wasn't you or me that's just going to be what's in their mind so we want to already be thinking that two steps mm-hmm. ahead always right. you know and make sure that they're protected so one of the questions we get then is okay then we'll just want wire we'll bring a check mm-hmm. right? right we can we'll send a check or right. whatever we have to do right, and right. and you know our state has certain laws that just won't allow those for certain dollar amounts okay right. and what it, is it over 10 so it's it's if it's less than a thousand dollars an escrow company like myself can take a personal check if we choose to now, nobody says we have to but by law okay. we can take a personal check up to a thousand dollars we can take a cashier's check up to $5,000, okay. okay? So you could go to the bank and get a cashier's check. It cannot be more than $5,000. And what I wanna point out about that is that's not statute, okay? What the, what that is, is based off what the industry standard is for our E&O insurances. Mm. Okay, we we have limitations of what our E and O insurance is well. So think about like an overlay, sure, right? So right. our industry, when when I go get insurance to protect me on this, this is what they allow for us mm. to do. The statute just says that the seller we have to be able to produce the buyer must produce good funds to a seller. So basically, if the seller wanted three hundred thousand dollars in singles. You know, we would have to produce three hundred thousand dollars in singles to this person. I hope not ever, ever, ever. <laughs> but um, but if so, that's what has to happen. So if you have checks, they're uncollected. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have to run through the process of doing that. Um, and then wire is is why we require that because the funds are good and they're there, and we cannot do ACHs because an ACH can be retractable and disputed for up to sixty days after the transfer date. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody says, "I don't want to wire," I'll just go ACH it to you, which is like an electronic payment, right? Right. Somebody can go. 60 days beyond the transfer date and dispute it and, re- and the funds could be retracted out of your account. Could you imagine owning your house and 60 days later somebody says, right. hey, yeah, I don't really don't like, like this. Yeah. And so the re- this is, these are the reasons we have to do this. And I understand the reasons and I understand it protects everybody involved, but it's just created this humongous problem for everybody mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. don't think I've overstated the importance of it. One thing we're going to do and we can wrap up here uh, as our training is we're going to show examples. What I've asked for is all the people who've had problems, because when I got to investigating further, I found out there were seven different agents within our organization that had some sort of their client raised their hand and said, Hey, 
I got this email. It's not real, right? And they kind of blew it off. So I've got all these examples that we're going to show at our trainings to, to give them an idea of what people are doing, how, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the cutting and pasting. That's part of it, logos and so forth. But it's also there's a pattern of what most of them are using. And most of them, it's in, at, at an AOL address with their with the rest of their context uh, in place. But, Chris, thanks so much for bringing us, yes. uh, bringing us here uh, with this topic. We appreciate you uh, being part of this conversation. I can't imagine the pressure. How many transactions do you guys close them? Uh, Last year, year we closed right at 5,000. So we've helped a bunch of folks. But, you know, I just appreciate you guys taking the knowledge to the people so they can just Absolutely. be educated in this process because there's so much misinformation out there. But you guys are just trying to help everybody in, in this transaction just be safe. And so thank we, you we for really doing are. that. We, I hate these people that are doing this. And, and how, do, how, does, uh, how does somebody, how's an agent that's wanting to, to work with a dynamic uh uh, title company that they can trust. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can absolutely. So we had several ways, but my phone number is 615-921-8684. Um, you can also go to our website at midtowntitletn.com. It's got a great little title calculator on there. So if you ever want to know what title cost is uh, on there. So those are two ways that you can reach me. My email is chris, C-H-R-I-S, at midtowntitletn.com. Would love to talk with you, even if you're just somebody that's just trying to get some input about how to be a better professional. I'm more than happy to have that conversation. Yes. Chris, you know, I, I got to put in a plug for you. You know, I, after 37 years of doing this and thousands of homes sold, I've always told our agents, look, it doesn't matter how great a job you've done. The last thing that they remember is the experience around that table. And if that title uh, performance at that att- closing attorney hasn't done a great job, it reflects on your judgment. I hate it when I see agents just going along with the flow. Whoever's got the deal is that they just they don't have a, a loyalty to a, a top uh, company and I think with this kind of information it only encourages me to say make sure you've got the right people in your corner because it's a reflection on your professionalism at the end of the day thanks Monty and you guys we love working with you guys and these are the, these are the reasons why because you care you're invested in absolutely. your customers and those absolutely. are the people that we want to work with too absolutely yes thank you again Chris again great title company Midtown Title come back next week you've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate